Hey, tell a man pass it, pull up and cross it. I'll bury that sh top corner. I'm a winger on the left, cut right. You can play me on the middle, I'm still top scorer. New studs on my boots, I'm blessed. No shin pads, I'll live in the edge. Got my ballet on the pitch, but the referee's finna pop that chest. Hey, hit a thing with the outside foot, like Roberto, ball in the air, all curvy. Yes, 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 people are back again for another episode of the One Two Podcast. Presented to you by myself, Jay, and my usual co-host, Dave. What's good? Come on, bro. The Dwight York and the Andy Cole of the podcast, and we're here again to dice down the weekly drama that's gone down this weekend. And, you know, the Premier League is the gift that keeps on giving, you know. You're guaranteed drama every weekend, and this weekend was no different. But um, before we get on with this week, I must give you uh, a little explanation as to where we've been for the past two weeks. Now, two weeks ago... That was that was all on me. Like at that period, I just overworked myself and I was just a bit too tired. And you know, it, it is what it is. Then last week we recorded it. You know, we were quite gassed after the United win. You know, we, we gave up it. And then my recording was just at like some proper low volume. So um, yeah, that kind of stuffed it really. So bit of technical difficulties. Let's hope this week goes plain sailing. But yeah. Without further ado, let's get straight on with this episode now. You know, coming into this week, you would have expected Man City-Liverpool to be the game of the weekend. But, um, yeah, we have to start at one spot and one spot only. It's Arsenal, no. Aston Villa, three. Jesus, Jesus, bro. <laughs> uh, it's just jokes how, like, how, how different... It was from last week, like the vibes and just like the general feeling. They like, even just asked, like crazy. All changes in less than less than a week. Like, how do you even how do you even explain that? We literally went yeah. from a ten out of ten defensive performance to a quite near zero out of ten defensive performance. How do you just flip like that? Literally, I'm confused. Literally. But um. Before we get on to Arsenal, I'd like to really shed some light on Aston Villa because they yeah. are a proper team. And, you know, I said this on the podcast a while back. I don't know how they kind of ended up in that relegation battle they were in last season. like. But I do understand why they didn't do as well as they are doing now this season because they did lack that striker. You know, yeah. they had that, what was he, Tanzanian guy? I can't remember his name, but he was dead. And then they had Wesley who was yeah. doing dead, but then he got injured as well. So that didn't really help anything. And Jack Grealish was their main goal outlet. So you could see that was their struggle last season. But even then, they had enough quality in that side. You know, they had John McGinn, they had Jack Grealish. You know, they had guys across the park where they should not have just escaped relegation by one point. But, you know, they did. And I was happy for them because Aston Villa are like, they're a big club, you know, they've got history behind them. With all due respect, I'd rather see an Aston Villa stay up than, I don't know, let's say a Fulham, West Brom. You know, no disrespect. I know if there's some Fulham, West Brom fans <laughs> listening, no disrespect. But, you know, we need that Barclays heritage in this league. And um, that's what Aston Villa definitely do offer. But obviously, they did their thing this window. Um, best window of the summer, in my opinion. You know, they tick so many boxes. And it's... Like it's gone under the radar. These signings they've made. I know. I know. I said it already, but they literally signed one of the best keepers on form in the world, one of the best right backs in England. You know, one of the best strikers in England. Like they they didn't just sign players to fill voids here and there. They've signed the top of the top, and I don't think people have prof- obviously people are taking it in now because they're performing. But 
these guys have been balling from way before they obviously signed for Aston Villa, but yeah, no. Nah. So I'd yeah. like to shed some light on Aston Villa, to be honest. Like, bro. 100%. I got to agree with everything you just said. Like, I remember even when they'd beaten um, Liverpool 7 2. Obviously, it was it was a shock result. Like we're not saying that we're expecting that from them every week, but the same quality showed. Like the link up with Grealish and um, Barkley, we were talking Barkley, about man. them having the best sight. It's mad. Them having the best, um, one of the best windows. It was all like a recipe for like them actually. Obviously, this league's mad. So if they if they go on a title challenge yeah, I won't be shocked but not not necessarily I don't think that's necessarily their aim as well but just trying to do as well as possible like just see how how well they can do in the league and yeah they showed they they were on a bad run of form I remember we were talking about that but yeah like I was like it's, it's kind of what Everton are going through now it's like I can't I, I genuinely wanted sides like Aston Villa and Everton actually to, like, to actually do bits this season it was a thing where I was just thinking, nah, I was really hoping this wasn't just a powerful patch from these sides. So obviously they've done bits in like the first four games. And then in the last yeah. two games, they got wiped by Leeds. They got, this is Aston Villa. Aston Villa got wiped by Leeds, wiped by Southampton. Yeah. And it was slowly looking like, oh, like, are you guys going to like fall off and do your usual thing? And was it just a, you know, a little purple patch? Same for Everton. Well, obviously we'll get onto Everton later on, but you know, I was hoping that they wouldn't. I mean, obviously, not at the expense of my club, but you know, yeah, <laughs> they would regain their form. You know, but it is what it is. But yeah, no, we'll get onto the game now. Then, but you have to start with Jack Grealish, man. Like yeah. that guy, I've, I've waxed enough lyrical about him on my post, but it's like he's just incredible. Like he's not even just Literally. one of the best in the league. Like he's genuinely one of the best in the world right now. I don't know. I don't really feel like 100%. I'm stretching it because he ticks so many boxes. Like I'm struggling to. Hundred percent. I'm struggling to think of a better ball carrier than Jack Grealish in the world right now. Yeah, that is it. That's he's a the ball carrier. He's always positive, always looking forward. I remember we were saying um, that even if he even if he doesn't necessarily pose a goal threat himself, he's creating. He's He's one of them guys that makes the rest of his team look much, much better. Like, obviously, Villa are a good team. We've, really, we've just been through that. But mm. he makes them. He, like, raises their standard as well. And... Therefore, man. There's nothing there. I'm just, there's nothing really much else and to say. Like, like, even this season... Like, obviously, he was on amazing form last season. But last season, he was doing a carry job. Now, they've actually yeah. put good players around him. He looks even better this season. And obviously, there's less pressure off his neck, which somewhat gives him probably more confidence, makes him feel like he can express himself in a different, more way. So, you know, big up Jack Grealish. We can't, there's nothing, there really is nothing more you can say to his name. Like, it's normality at this point. You know what he's on. And when he keeps doing this, like, the way he was just toying with us, yeah, I, I wasn't mad. even angry, you know. Like, people, people, I mean, to be honest, let, let, it, let it be said, I've detached myself from Arsenal FC for a very long time ago, so I can never let this club mm. determine my mood. But, you know, I wasn't even mad seeing him, get, um, seeing Jack Grealish do his thing out there because you just got to... Just got to admire you it. You know, like, baller. Literally. But one guy I've got to speak on 
is Ross Barkley because with like I just said with Jack Grealish, it's somewhat expected. Again, not to take anything away from him, but it's like you're just gonna sound like a broken record saying the same good things about him every time. But um Ross Barkley was obviously a signing where for a side like Aston Villa, I thought it was you know it was a good signing, you know, he's on loan, so if it doesn't work out then you can part your own ways. If it works out, you can just cop him on a permanent, probably for a cup, um, cup, uh, cup price, because mm. um, he will probably be in that stage of his contract. But um, yeah, I always view that as one of those signings where if he can get on, you know, a bit, a bit of good runner form, then you know the Euros are coming up. There's no harm in having an extra little option there on the midfield. And um, I thought yesterday he was incredible. Like, j- yeah, he's one of them guys that. I, I think we were saying that as well. Like, at, um, he's one of them players that when he got, when he did get his move to Chelsea, it's not that he wasn't a bad player, but he's just you can see that he he wouldn't really like thrive when he's has to be the main event or he's like in a team full of proper superstars as he was mm. at Chelsea. But he just comes and like he knows his role. He knows what he needs to do. Yeah, yeah. Great, great team player. That to Chelsea have. transfer came at such an awkward time as well because, like, I remember he was pushing for it the summer before. Yeah, exactly. And then that it fell was through. It. It seemed... And then he got, like, injured mm. and poor run of form. And then out of nowhere, it just happened again in January. Then, yeah. But it was like, I've spoken to bare Chelsea fans. They're always saying, like, he was kind of like the cup legend. That's what they nicknamed him because. He'd always turn up in mm. the Champions League or the Europa League or the FA Cup, League Cup. But every time it came to a league plays, you you just always put in a three out of ten, four out of ten. Like you wouldn't do anything. So it's been a bit of an up and up and down time at Chelsea. But like you said, I feel like a club like Aston Villa is probably the right club for him to properly progress. Yeah. 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 No disrespect to Villa, obviously, but. In terms of just like he's not, he's not in a team full of superstars necessarily, but he he still has the reins to do what he needs to do. Like, he, you wouldn't really say he play like him and Grealish in that team. I wouldn't really say they play in a set position. Like they just pop up in spaces like just create midfield really. Bro, Grealish is the the, the leader of the wing fielders. There isn't Literally, much there. Yeah, I say it's just him and KDB who can out and out say they're wingfielders and I don't even know if wingfielder is actually an official position but I'm going to run with it as an official position no you need to coin <laughs> that soon man that is that's Bro, the thing they are they're like wingers but they're not because that's what that's what like always confused me about Jack Grealish is like he would start what position yeah, like, is he? Um, when they would do like throughout the whole of last season which is why when I done my team of the season I had him on the wing and people are trying to like mm. question me for that it's like when he started on, um, when you look at the team sheets for Aston Villa games, he was actually put as a winger. But obviously, if you watched mm. him, he likes to always drift centrally. But then he might be a, as a winger. Bro, we, we call them wingfielders now. You know? Yeah. Uh, I hear so, that. So, yeah. But, yeah, big up him. Big up uh, Ross Barkley. Obviously, big up Watkins. Again, like, these are guys that I feel like people need to start taking in the championship because it's, it's happening too often for you guys to like do this thing where a signing from the championship happens and you have to force that question mark on his name just because you don't know about him that's like, we it need to do that just because you don't know him doesn't mean that nobody else has type of thing i think that's and that's always to the championship and i'm thinking all right cool like 
couple years ago, maybe you could run with that. But we've seen so many guys come up from the championship. You slap a question mark on their name and they come up and they ball out. Whether it's for a big team or mm. if it's for a small team, they're doing their thing. Deli Ali, we're seeing Ollie Watkins now. We've seen Matty Cash for Aston Villa. Like, there's so many names. And it's just like, I'm just saying, like, people just need to start taking the championship a bit more often because Ollie Watkins actually had the most goals of anyone in the top four division, whether it's the Premier League, League One, League Two, obviously the championship that, you, that he's playing in. Yeah. You know, this guy was getting goals. Yeah, yeah. There should never have been doubt on his name, but now he's producing. Yeah, and... Yeah, literally everything that you were saying. I think in terms of even I was speaking to my my um, my boys. I was I was saying that I would much like nowadays. I would much rather recruit from the championship, like as opposed to maybe like mid table in other leagues, because that thing of like oh it takes time to adapt to English football. Like obviously the championship is a different level, but that kind of it does, it does still have that English feel, like whatever you'd want to, however you'd want to mm. describe it. And these guys, they're not, just because it's a championship, just because it's not as glamorous as the Premier League, doesn't mean it's not high-level football. Like It's one of the most competitive leagues in the world. So if you can stand out... Yeah, yeah no, definitely, definitely. Like, yeah. They, they need more respect on their names, definitely. And, you know, I touched on him in just like a couple minutes ago on Matty Cash as well. Like... This guy will definitely end up at... I mean, I don't know, to be honest, because we're in a period, we're in a period right now where we're kind of blessed with so many good right-backs, especially English right-backs. I don't know where it's come from, but we've got way too many in our ranks right now. So I feel like Matty Cash definitely has the ability to play for a top-six side eventually. Yeah, but um, as I said, we're, we're quite stacked with right-backs, so I don't know if it, that will happen, but Matty Cash again, quality performance against us he's been quality all season this guy was the best right back in the championship you know and he's, the thing I like about Matty Cash is he was originally a winger so obviously now he's a right back so as well as he is defensively mm. he offers something very good going forward being previously a winger so you know shout out Matty Cash each and every time yeah. I love to see him prosper but yeah this whole Aston Villa side and again we have to shout out the Aston Villa defence they came to they came to the Emirates Left with a win and left with a clean sheet. Shout out to Konza, shout out to Tyrone Mings, and shout out to 10 million on Martinez. You know, seeing him do what he's doing there, I'm not even surprised in the slightest. Like, again, this isn't because I know the moment I mentioned Martinez's name, people think it's a digger, yeah. Leno, not even in that way. I'm just looking at, I'm looking at specifically on like a strictly Martinez kind of thing. Like, this guy's just an amazing keeper. Like, he just feels everything yeah. he wants. Him and him, himself, like, 100%. Literally, so dominant coming in. Shopping, literally, commanding the I said, area. Like, obviously, Chelsea have got uh, Mendy now, and to be fair to him, Mendy's done his thing. So I wouldn't really say they've lacked, but it, it would have been a very good cue for a team like Chelsea. Because obviously, I don't know, United, they're not looking to get rid of their hair as of now, and even then, they got Dean Henderson there. Arsenal already made the decision. Man City, Edison, yeah. Liverpool, Edison. Obviously, Chelsea were looking out for their keepers, so. Someone like uh, Martinez definitely would have been good for them, but, you know, it is what it is, you know, Mendy's doing his thing for them, so. But, yeah, no, shout out to Martinez. Shout out to the whole Aston Villa side, like, yeah. for how poor we were, I don't want anyone to take any credit away from Aston Villa, because some would say 
this was arguably a better performance as a whole than the 7-2 game. Much better, because this one, it seemed as if, no disrespect to Liverpool, but it seemed as if yeah. Aston Villa earned this one more, slightly more. Like, it was more like, yeah. Yeah, it this did, one it didn't was seem as a bit easy. more, like, again, yeah, not to take anything away from that 7-2 win, but this one was a bit more mistake, um, with less mistake, I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, no, I think we've, I think we said yeah, enough yeah. good about Aston Villa. I think it's time to move on to Arsenal. Now... Kind of, where do you begin? I mean, I, I guess we'd have to, we'd have to probably start with the whole Lacazette <laughs> where situation. Where do we start? And Aubameyang, like, simply put, Lacazette just needs to get dropped. He's, I've, this is a hundred percent his worst ever form. Not even in the Arsenal shirt, probably in his whole career. And um, it's just not clicking for him at all. Mm. At full time and when you get subbed, I'm a bit more, and even in the games, I'm a bit more reactionary. I'm like, mm. every game that we've played so far this season that he's started in, I can pick, there's a chance that is a big chance that's been put on a plate per se, like a, a good yeah, chance, yeah. anyone could argue a good chance, Literally. expect a goal one type of thing and he's not scored it. The problem, the problem with the problem with that is that you look back at um, when Aubameyang's first season, when he would so his, think first his golden season. boot season. This is not a comparison between them, but it's just an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He obviously bagged twenty-two goals, joint top goal yeah. scorer, but he missed twenty big chances. Mm. But you see, with a guy like Aubameyang, head doesn't drop, and at the time, chances were there to be created. <laughs> The thing with Lacazette now is, I do not doubt if he give him five chances, he's going to score. I don't, I don't doubt that. Maybe one or two, but at this moment in time in that Arsenal team, you get one chance, and he's not clinical enough at this moment in time. Whether that's confidence, whether that's pure ability, whether that's whatever yeah, you want to no, put definitely. it down to, he's not good enough at the moment, and therefore you can't play. When guys are like Abamyang, our top goal scorer, like we're talking about, is getting. I zero think it was zero shots, full stop. That's what I was hearing. I don't think he had an actual shot. Like it's poor. Jesus. Like literally, like, like we should. Like, what do you What do you expect? I mean, these are what the years. Expect? Like obviously, Abamyang's still keeping up very well for someone of his age, but like we can't. We're literally wasting him, in, and it's not a thing where you can mm. say, "Oh, let's waste him for a good one or two years." It's minor. When Lacazette eventually runs down his contract or something like that, we can then chuck Aubameyang in. By the time they come to that sort of realisation, Aubameyang will be, what, 34, 35? Like, we, we got to use him up now whilst we can. Yeah, and, for, you know, yeah. That's why I don't want to... I'm seeing loads of people say, oh, Aubameyang, since his contract has been this, that, boom. I'm not trying to jump onto that because, like, Aubameyang is suffocating right now. Like, he's starving. He's literally being played as a left midfielder. I know you, I, we said it on the last yeah, um, episode, on the last podcast. Is if you're going to play him out wide, play him as a more inside forward so he can get more involved. If you play him as a winger and as a like a, not even as a winger, a left midfielder mm. where he's literally by the touchline and you're expecting to do all the creative creative um, outlet whipping crosses, do all of that type of stuff. He's not that type of player. Never has and never will be that type of player. And there's a there's a very very strict line between an out and out winger and an inside forward. 
100%. I think the myth is, is that, or not a myth, but even I, some, I was even saying this, because he's played the majority of his time on the wing, guys are thinking he can score on the wing. It's, they're not correlated. He's on the wing because he's played there. And he's he's a goal scorer. That's what he's gonna do. He's not scoring yeah, goals yeah, because no, he is like I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Like people say, oh, but he scored. He got golden boot yeah. for the wing. Like these, he was not supposed to be on the wing type of thing. He'd get more if he was playing centrally. That's, that's, and that's yeah, no, of it, really. You, you kind of do have to run questions on that's Arteta. Frustrating, like, man. Up until this moment, I cannot arguably see where Arteta is coming from from a managerial point of view. Where there's two ways you can um, attack poor form from a player you can either drop them instantly or you can make them ride it out and hopefully they might get a goal which will then boost up the confidence and stuff like that and um both have their benefits both have their disadvantages but i'd say he was definitely trying to ride out um through his poor run of form with lacazette evidently because there's no way you can look at the performances and say yeah like yeah i still want you in my yeah. exercise obviously let's just ride it out but I feel like now it's got to a point where you can no longer ride it out. You need to drop yeah. him, give him a break or experiment. We need to switch it up because the creative numbers, I haven't got them up. Yeah, literally, it's getting very toxic, man. But it's getting toxic. I haven't, I haven't got the creative numbers on me right now. But obviously, I've seen them going about like our shots per game, our, you know, our passes per game in the attacking third. Um, chance creation numbers we're literally in the bottom five and nearly all of them and stuff like that and it's like we're starving we've scored like, that's, we've scored eight that's goals not what we associate season. Arsenal with and it's it's a techie it's one because I kind of I don't really want to blame Arteta for this obviously I'll give him the thing my, my view on this is he's clearly no he we're clearly starving off for creativity you know you look before lockdown when we had Ozil playing and we have mm. Pepe play. I feel like, for as much as I criticise Pepe, he's we've seen the best of Pepe when he's linked up with Ozil. So, boom. Them two were playing before... Literally. Mm. Them two were playing exactly. right before Facts. lockdown. Unbeaten in 12 literally. games under our tail. Yeah. You know, obviously, after that, was it the Chelsea game when we lost right before the yeah, New Year? That's it. After that game, unbeaten throughout the whole of 2020. Mm. We're putting in good performances. Mm. We're actually dominating games whilst being better defensively. I say, as time has gone on, we've actually improved defensively. But, yeah, but it, during that yeah, tour, yeah, during that period before lockdown, we time. improved defensively compared to... We were just a shit show. So, boom. We improved defensively and we're still dominating games whilst yeah. was playing. Boom. After lockdown, we've yeah. already spoken on that situation already, but whatever happened, happened. was now being removed from the XI. We're now resorting to the three at the backhand. We're getting results and it's working, but it's something that's not sustainable. And it's now being shown that it's not sustainable because now this is starting to happen. And um, we're just, we just, like, that's the thing. It's like, if you're not going to play Ozil, sign or, or I don't know how to pronounce his name. Shabazla. Shabazla. I'm, I'm, I'm nearly getting it. Shabazla. Shabazla. <laughs> but yeah. if you sign <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, do you know what? It's 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 what we've it's what we've been saying. I remember. Let me let me, let me attack this properly. So, I think Arsenal. When you look at them from like even when you go back to 
from pundits to fans to managers to anyone, yep. you knew that Arsenal scoring goals was not a problem. If we were losing games, we were losing, there was still scoring losses. Like we would maybe score two, we'd, we'd lead two. Our defence was a problem. Arteta came in and you could literally tell his whole Leaking plan goals. was to stop goal, stop leaking goals, stop conceding goals. And obviously, Proust and the Pudding, we were barely leaking goals last towards the back end of last season. I don't remember our highest scoring loss. We weren't getting clean sheets, which I would say was an issue. But yeah, we weren't we weren't conceding high amounts of goals. And I know people would like to take the piss like, oh, is that your standard for Arsenal? Da, da, da. But it goes to it goes to um it goes a long way because that whole idea of mm. conceding not conceding goals it keeps you in the game which i never i never used to, i never used to respect it. i was like oh if you if you're if you're losing you've lost type of thing it doesn't matter how many goals but when you're losing one nil you got a chance to score you got a chance to um change your change the course of the game so defensively solid however over like it's, it seems like you, you when you when you think about it, you think like what are the chances our creative players in this squad, i.e. Pepe, Ozil, um, who else? I suppose Lacazette because he's he's been deployed to be dropping deep. But some of the most dis- divisive players. So these guys just happen to be out. So now we're left with a problem where we have zero balance. Obviously our midfield was yeah. Our midfield's never been it. I can't. We've had. Sabaos, Torreira. They've just all come in like patches, really. Xhaka Torreira, Xhaka Gendouzi at the start of... It's all... It's, the midfield has never... It's never been solid enough. Never been that good link. And now, it's as open as ever. And you just think, we're defensively solid, but... Oh, you, know you, know, you say we're defensively solid. How, what was that yesterday? I think yesterday was... The first was, time I think I've never seen on Arteta's head. Leave like that. I, think, like, I was very confused, and uh, that's another reason. Well, I'll, I'll close off that yeah. creativity point. I was, I was going to say like, it's bad. Our creativity is bad right now, and it just gets intensified that we put the defense first. Like, but um, we'll move on to yeah. that that game because yeah, exactly, like, exactly. I've never seen our Arteta side defend like, and obviously we just said that we go from a ten out of ten one week to a zero out of ten. It's like. A part of me doesn't actually want to put... I'm seeing loads... I feel like people are very, very, very desperate and they will clutch at any straw to crucify Arteta. And I'm... Like, literally, I'm I'm happy to say when Arteta's gone... It's too much, yeah. But people are literally grasping. And you know what? That could be a sign that Arteta's actually a serious manager and inflicting fear upon these rivals. But I, a part of me really doesn't want to blame... Arteta on that. Obviously, I will blame Fair him. Like, he does need to get his criticism and, you know, all of that type of stuff. What it's like, look at that first goal. Just look at that first goal. And we're seeing Rob Holding. He's just standing there. He's admiring, was it, it was either Jack Grealish or Bross Barkley because they didn't want twos between each other. But even then, they were standing Bro, still. I was they were screaming at my TV, he was, like, he put, like put a foot in, like, or at least close him down, like add pressure. You're just standing there watching him. He's doing. Bro, you got Ross Barkley moving like Ronaldinho. All the He's time doing what flicks over the ball and, and stuff like that. And they're doing one twos with each other. You, everyone should, even William. William is someone I've somewhat defended him somewhat because I would say for as bad as William is. 
He offered he offered that um, defensive discipline. He did none of that. So if you're not if you're not doing that, because I know you're not offering much going forward, <laughs> then what what are you doing? Because I'd rather have someone who doesn't contribute defensively, but at least they will do something going forward. You're not doing you're not ticking any of those boxes right about now. Yeah. Like. That's the reason why Pepe is not in the squad apparently because he doesn't. He's not. Yeah. He's not tactically disciplined in quotation marks on there. What the fuck does that mean when our tactics? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <sighs> it's frustrating. I'll be real. It. My personal opinion on Pepe. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast. I feel like I just don't feel like it's gonna work out for many reasons, and a, a part of part of it isn't really fair on Pepe. Mm. But it's it's one of those things where you just have to come to that realization where it's just not gonna work out, like. This this situation feels very reminiscent to the Lukaku situation and the Di Maria situation. Those are those are two players who actually put up solid numbers in their first season, but it just didn't work out for them. And luckily mm. for them too, yeah, luckily for them too, they were they only stayed for one. Di Maria only stayed for one season. Lukaku stayed for two seasons. They realized it wasn't going to work out, and they just cut it short just like that, rather than persisting through like a Lacazette feels like like Lacazette's after this will be his fourth season completed so it's like I feel like with Pepe I'll be real can you imagine I think we should I mean obviously this chance of this happening will be very low but if I was in charge of things I would sell Pepe in the next window for many reasons I say because it's clearly like it's clearly he's not in um, Arteta's pants right now like that's quite clear. It's it's not really working between them two. And I don't feel like it's a personal thing. I just feel like Arteta maybe just has his views on the player and he just feels like Pepe's not his guy like that. And sometimes it is what it is. Sometimes you just have to part ways. So I feel like Pepe hasn't really been bad, but it's just not worked out. That's the you awesome. what you're saying is right, because that's the thing. He's never been it sounds mad to say. Yeah. He's never been awful, but he's never really been wanted by a manager. Like, even... So, going back to him signing, apparently they wanted Zaha over... Well, Emery wanted Zaha, but I don't trust that. I don't trust that manager anyway. But then even, like, when... You only um, played one game, and that was the West Ham game. But that was literally... starting, it. like, too tough. So, yeah. I feel like... If we, yeah, if we sell him next window, we could get, we could recoup a nice little 35, 40 million pounds. Because I feel like, sell him now whilst his um, price is reasonable. Because I feel like if you persist with this, it's clearly not going to work out. Yeah. As I said, he's not favourite, he's not um, in our test plans like that. He's not really producing, he does produce the goods here and there, but he's coming drips and drabs. And that, again, that's not really on his fault because saw a, a little stat going around that he hasn't, he's never played three games in a row, something like that. So it's like, it's again, I'm that's why I feel like Madness. I don't really want to put, when I say get rid of Pepe, it's not necessarily because he's just been a complete flop and he's been for every single game. It just, just does not feel like it's going to work out on every corner. Like, you've come drips and drabs, no managers really favoured you. It's just good to part ways. That's my view on Pepe, really. But, you know, don't get it twisted, yeah. though. He needs to start. This whole Pepe Williams situation is no. just like the Biden and Trump situation. Trump is um, William <laughs> and Pepe is Biden. We want it. People were, cele- people mm. were celebrating Trump going rather than Biden coming in. 
So me personally, I'll be celebrating William getting out of that exile yeah. rather than Pepe coming in. Because I know Pepe coming in, he will still have his claws. <laughs> and, you know, that is still it. Should stop. But anything to get rid of William. Because as I said, I was happy for William as a backup option. I said specifically, as long as he doesn't stunt Pepe, as long as he doesn't stunt Nelson or anyone else who wants to play in that wing, I'm cool. And then you just chuck him in a Europa yeah. League game here. Because the group stage, and like how this, you know, the schedule's packed right now, he would be calm to just chuck in a Europa League game against us, one Wi-Fi code, and then do your thing there. But the fact that he starts every single oh, game, I, I, didn't sign head, up. I didn't sign up for that. Literally. Give them back. Where's the receipts? Where's the receipts? Just send them back. Cause nope. None of us did. Literally. I've Jarring. Do you know what? It's really it's taking a piss out of He feels like a crook. Because obviously he came straight from Chelsea. It genuinely feels like he's yeah. been set. When we, people make jokes about Asian this, Asian that. This is literally feel like an Asian. Asian Louis. No cap. The only person that benefit, the only party or whatever that's benefited from this move, I don't think Chelsea have benefited, but obviously they got rid of 100 bags a week. Oh, yeah, Williams. Williams is the only one that's benefited. Arsenal have not benefited from this. It's jarring, man. It's just a typical fucking. I just have to put it down to old regime. The. Um. The whole Kia, whatever rubbish. But yeah, man, I so think we, we, I think we said everything we, we need to, buy to it, Arsenal. But... Like nothing we could pay paper over this. Like very, very, very poor performance. You know, every single player on that pitch put in a one out of ten. Like I can't even. Like usually I can say maybe you could say Partey for the forty-five minutes he was on. He was a bit sloppy, but he was the only one making things happen. If there was anything happening in the first place. Bellerin Bellerin was I I, I got no words for him how can you get barged off the ball like that that's an excuse that's a criminal offence I'll be real because Bellerin Bellerin's someone I've always had mixed opinions on that obviously I loved Bellerin when he broke out I was here for that 14-15 Bellerin the 15-16 Bellerin obviously he slowly fell off and I was still wanting to give him the benefit of the doubt like you know I know there's a good player there but ever since Ainsley Maitland-Niles broke, in, uh, broke into the exile, I'll be real, I've never looked back. Maitland-Niles is my right-back and always has been my right-back. 100%. And I feel like the scenes yeah. against Grealish would not yeah. have happened yeah, with yeah, Maitland-Niles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be real. Maitland-Niles, is, his track record, have you seen the, li- the guys on this list? Mm. You'll pocket Morris, you'll pocket Salah, you'll pocket your favourite guy, bro. Mm. Maitland-Niles is actually the guy. Mm. Literally, fam. And... He's getting Your techiest ringer. these academy graduate minutes right now for a guy who's just getting... And uh, again, as I said, I'll give Bella in his credit. Uh, he has improved this season. But, boy, you, 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 if I was a manager, you just mm. you, you can't get away with that. Um, 100%. What I would say as well, just on a separate thing, I think that performance, yeah. they embarrassed themselves. It, it's not... It's obviously their footballers like we can compare but I think it's that, that result in particular is incomparable in like it's hard to make judgments because they all of them literally all of not them a single person nobody played well but what I would say is that remember you remember we were talking about it towards the end of the last game because um 
I'm always I, I'm an Arteta backer. Not not yeah, like you're not a blind guy. Mindlessly, like if he obviously if he messes up, up yeah, hundred percent. But I did want to see the other side, and I think what I did say was that it seems a bit as if he's at the moment he's built the team. Mm, yeah, to you, be you did. Big you team. did touch on that last time. He's built the team yeah. to. Yeah, do you remember? But he's, he's 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 the team right now is set up to beat teams that we're not supposed to beat, and that's dangerous. Because at home, the Venga times, even a bit of Emirates. Yeah, the Emirates was genuinely a fortress. We've lost at the Emirates way too many times. And that's, that is it. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And I think it is a fan's thing in that perspective. But then you have to look on the other side of the coin. Are we doing so, quote unquote, well away because there's no fans Definitely there as well? For but what, I, what so, I will say, we've said, regardless of what we've said, I would like people to not overreact because I feel like it with Arteta this is literally his first oh, job yeah, and it's like I mean this just this goes for all football fans in general because it's a thing where it's impossible for anyone to make a judgment on Arteta full stop like he's this is what we're in November now he's been in the job for literally 11 months in his whole managerial career like mm-hmm. it's impossible to make a judgment whether he's a proper elite manager or whether he's a proper dud but what I will say is obviously it does lean to him being mm. a, a good manager when he's won trophies and he's rejuvenated the side. So you can obviously see why there's praise on his name. But again, we're yet to see if he's actually an elite manager or whether he's a dud because he's this is literally his first full season in the game. And again, he didn't even get back like that in the window. So, you know, it was never going to go yeah. plain sailing. You know, we're going to go through periods like this. You know, again, if, you, if anyone expected it to just be straight wins and straight good performances just like that for a whole season it's, it's not going to work like that like it's a process so and then another thing I would add yeah. this season in itself just makes no sense full stop like again I don't want this to be an excuse but <laughs> literally Real Madrid literally got slapped yeah. 4-1 yesterday like we've seen Man United yeah, hold 6-1 we've seen Man City hold 5-2 we've seen Liverpool hold 7-2 We've seen Bayern Munich hold 4-1. Nothing about the season makes any sense. So, I would just not overreact because nothing in this season makes sense. Everything's going against the glitch in the Matrix. Like, that's, what, that's all I'd have to say on that one. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Enough, no, of, enough, of, Arsenal, there, enough of Aston Villa. Let's move on to Man City-Liverpool. This was meant to be the game of the window I mean of the weekend as I said um, but yeah it's a bit I don't know it started off a bit no it started off very exciting actually like very open yeah. and then it's kind of like Sutton knocked yeah. into both of their heads in the second half and they just were moving very very cautious I don't know yeah it was a thing of we're not losing this game now. yeah I don't know like it was a bit of a weird one like, I, I didn't really enjoy that match that much, to be honest. Yeah. And that's what I would say about football these days. It's like, yeah, it was it a bit of a hello robotic. Especially, and I feel like Man City are like the leaders of that. Mm. They're the pioneers of this whole robotic. And, and bro, this is what I was saying back in those couple of podcasts ago. If De Bruyne like isn't mm. performing, Man City are kind of stuffed. They've built the team, and this is what I meant. Like, 
and that's what I said. Even though they yeah. end up lost away from the Borena, it's a very risky route they were going down by putting all their eggs in the De Bruyne basket rather than having multiple ballers across the pitch. You know. So when he's having an off day, Man City are having an yeah. off day. And as I said, like, just do what you can to do to give it to Robert, um, De Bruyne and then let him do his thing. Yeah, just, I don't yeah, know. Like, it's, in the box. Man City, they don't play the good football they played in 17-18. 18-19 they're just they're not that same team anymore and as I said like if Pep is trying to you know maintain his legacy that he's got you'd cut now like just call it a day because it's not going to improve like, it's like he's, he's actually spent loads now yeah he's now rebuilding a second team or not a second team as in like he's rebuilding another team and it's a bit it's looking a bit know. I don't know how to describe it. I know what you mean. It's yeah, it's, it's, that thing's a bit weird. But yeah, no, that that match it's a bit was bit strange. There was literally nothing much to take away from that. Obviously, the De Bruyne penalty was awful. Yeah. Man. Wow. No, that I, I was genuinely shocked. Like, like cool, jaw dropping. I'm cool penalty misses if like, like how... um, yeah, if they're on target, if it's just saved or it hit on the target. post or. Even if it went like over the ball, because that's quite a regular one that can happen over to like someone misses the penny, but it goes over. It's just like it just drifted that wide. I'm hearing guys saying, "What man was trying to cross, cross his penalty?" Crazy, bro. Crazy. <laughs> like that was such a such a bad penny. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, that is that's that's jokes. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It, it, do you know what? He even when he when he was like stepping up to it, he didn't even really seem all that confident. I don't, and maybe not confident. But yeah, he's probably feeling guilty because that was a bit of a harsh penalty for being wrong. Yeah, we can even talk. We can even talk about that. Uh, the two, the handball rule nowadays. Literally, hand to hand. That is like they, they had zero context to it. Like it's just like. That's it. Touch your hand, yeah. Say no more penalty. Like, there's no context to how we try to move out of the way, how he's jumping for a ball. Uh, but this is football these days. Like, they don't need context. It's just like that's what I mean. It's just this whole game feels robotic. It just feels like it's run by, like obviously everything's run by set rules. But it's just like you're literally sticking to the rules. Like when it when you do these rules, you're meant to apply context to it. It's not meant to just be a thing where hit his hand, cool, straight, mm. pen. Or it's just the, the way the game's going, like, I just, I'm not really feeling yeah. it, I'll be real. Because it's it, all corners. Yeah, it's, it's just a bit, it's hard, man. I do think, I don't know, I don't know how much blame you can put on, like, fans not being there, because I wasn't properly deep in it until recently. But I, I feel a few things are get like things are kind of being allowed to get away with because that's the show. Fans aren't there. I don't that makes sense. Like some some like shit like proper shit performances, and like some just some things that you just like the reaction even on the night. Would you or say on the that's arguably a reason why? I don't know. Maybe teams are doing a bit more shit this year because like they're not getting that. 
Oh, like it's it kind of works the opposite. Like sometimes when you would have fans there, they're there to give you that extra boost and they're there to push you forward. But could the argument be made that mm. maybe teams are performing shit because there's no pressure for fans to really tell them about their? Because you know when it, when it, um, teams performing shit, you, we've both been to games. Like your, the fans will definitely let you know about that. Yeah, I guarantee you. Do you know what? I, I I hear that. It's just three for four. But there's also the other factors. Yeah, the other factors is like these men are playing every three days. I mean, we can talk on that really. You know, because and all of that. It's becoming English. a bit of a joke right now. It's not like there was a game every day. I'm someone, I'm someone that used to like, well, I still do technically, but I used to like watch a lot of football, but... Bro, I, I thought now, I was the only one I'm thinking... Is it just because I'm overworking myself? Is it just because I'm slowly growing out of football? It's not like it's just there's too much to keep up with. Yeah. Like I don't, I can't really keep up with like the European leagues. Like right about now. Do you know what? Mm. Yeah, literally, as I could get like, I'm more, I'm using um, it's jokes. I'm using like you know oh, the yeah, score yeah, apps yeah. when you keep up with you. They have like the scores on. I'm using them with, like before. I never used to use them because it was a thing of like, if it was if it was on Instagram, I'd be watching the game. Like I don't I don't need to see the score. I'd probably watch it. But now I'm certain times I'm not even bothering to like the dormant um, buying game. It was obviously a, it was a good game. I was I bouncing between that and the Chelsea. Yeah, it just didn't have that same appeal. Yeah, that was that was it. Because I think we've just been. It's a bit. I guess the strange. word is saturated right now. Like it just feels like it's there's too much of it right yeah. now. We're getting too, and I never thought we'd see a day like this where I'd say yeah. we're getting, especially during lockdown, where, bro, during that period where the, no, I'm, when I say lockdown, I mean the very first lockdown where there was actually no football, nothing. Bro, you could you could have slapped me a Sheffield United Can versus West Brom game, and I would have taken that because that's how much I was starving for football back then, <laughs> compared to now where we're getting too much football. It's crazy, how Bro, it's, it's very crazy. Life. But um, how it changes. Move on. Do you know what? I think before you move on, I think this is a good, like a little insight into the, you know, the European Super League thing. I remember yeah. we didn't really touch on it too much, but this this over like saturation of like, oh, it's buying buying those events every football. week. It's gonna get to a point where it's just like. It's going to get to a point where it's like... Bro, like, I like, had I'm my whole post. When or, we've done the podcast, we said that we were waiting to get a bit more information on it. I've got my post ready for it. I just need more of yeah. it. Information is dropping. Yeah. It kind of dies If down it becomes official, yeah. I'm ready to wax. So I've got, like, 10 pages on this shit, bro. Like, this cannot happen. <laughs> I'm going to make petitions and all of that type of stuff. Because yeah. if we have that, that will ruin football for everything mm-hmm. we know it. It... All they would care yeah, about is gone. money. The Mola. All they've seen is dollar signs in their eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we know if they're going to have Barcelona, Real Madrid one week and Real Madrid Bayern Munich the next week, like, everyone's going to watch it. We're going to get one the Mola. But no, like, if you do that, I, I I can't stress how that would ruin football so much. Because there would be no... The, the feeling of having a big game, that won't be the same. Yeah. That's the thing. It would then, it would then be a thing of like, yeah, I'm not even gonna watch Bayern Imagine. versus so and so this week because it just, it's just like, it's, like it's not. It's, anyway, 
like we said, crazy, it's died it? down. Crazy thing, so we hope that you know it doesn't lead yeah. up to anything. Because boy, that would that would genuinely be the end for footballers, you know. Like, like stuff like that would. I mean, obviously, my page will probably still run, but stuff like that will veer me away from running my page on a consistent basis because there will generally not be that motivation there. Like, yeah, big game, I'm hyped up, I want to cover it, I want to do a post-match this and all of that stuff. The hype won't be there. And it's like, bro, that just goes anything. Do you know what's funny? Do you know what's funny about that as well? You say, you saying in the Premier League, I think the Premier League is the closest we technically have to a European Super League, I would say. And even mm. back to the point of like, watching games, I'd, at this time, I'd much I'd prioritise a Premier League game as opposed to another league, which I think is a bit... Whatever you... Yeah, that's another a story for another time. But you can find... You find, like, the, the beauty or the entertainment in these smaller games. I don't know um, why you'd want to do that, to be honest, because, yeah, like, anyway. we're actually getting very much entertained from... Seeing obviously, I don't. I, I'm not here for these Burnley Sheffield United games. Like I, I've said this many times, as soon as these, as soon as these Stoke in the side in disguise teams get relegated, they're better. But <laughs> do you know what's jokes though? During the yeah. season or normally, they those types of games would just be slapped at three pm and no one would really watch it. But now we're doing pay for a match of the day for us. Make it, mate. Now we're doing, now we're doing sense, 15, 15 pounds. I mean, if you pay for that stuff, no, how you can, deserve how, a nil now. But the number saying less than... You mug. <laughs> literally. was like less than 10,000 10, people. That cannot... There's, I do not believe 10,000 people. The thing is, you know what? Do you know why I say that? The numbers get fucked up because of yeah. actual proper fans of the team. I'm just... Nah, just do yeah. it anyway. <laughs> anyway, I think they've stopped it now because... I've. Obviously, we haven't yeah, seen an official it. post out from them or a statement or anything. But I looked at the fixtures on the Premier League app, and I haven't seen one Sky Spot. Um, yeah. I haven't seen one box office there. Yeah, yeah. I think. I, think, you know, I don't even want to say come to the first because every don't let these guys don't let these guys lie to you. Every single Premier League team voted unanimously. I think maybe Leicester did. Leicester, big Leicester up Leicester. Bro- Le- Leicester real ones in this. Yeah, they deserve that. Look Le- at them it's poetic justice well. right about now. Like, of course, yeah. they would be at the top. Properly run club, you know. Pro- a proper, properly ro- well, yeah, well run club. Everything from transfers to management to just a feel-good vibe. Mm. Yeah, I definitely got a soft spot for Leicester. Obviously, yeah. Crystal Palace will always be my second team because of locality reasons. But they got Leicester. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, nah, I mean... Yeah. Not really much to say on that Man City-Liverpool game because that's how this kind of discussion really started. It's just like, I just I don't really see any of these sides... Yeah, like, just you know what's bad? I don't see any of these sides... <laughs> like, obviously, they could win the title, but it's like, you, you don't see them as favourites right now. Like, there's no favourites right about now. I don't think there's ever been that case in arguably Premier League history where we can say there's no favourites this year that's the thing yeah that's the thing it was it was a thing of like I think proper I don't want to say proper football fans but typically we would see that game as a title decider and I think that narrative still stayed because, because it stayed it because of like their like, history in the last two years yeah 
But I don't want to be naive because I do obviously understand that there's quality gets you further, yeah, yeah. let's say. But if the quality, if this same quality is holding these teams back, then you have to look at it like they're not Man City or not, or for example, they're not in and amongst it. So it's not like they're gonna. It's not like how do I describe it? You know, when Leicester were top of the league, or or this season, even Arsenal sometimes we were top of the league, but oh, yeah. or just like previous seasons, yeah. Man City weren't twelfth, and then they randomly yeah, they came were kind of like guys push, still behind, they were putting on that little bit of pressure there, but they just weren't like there. Uh huh. Exactly. Bro, These that's what I'm saying. Like, you, even then, you just said quality, and it's a thing where. I I really I really said with Man City like I just don't see that quality there anymore. Like obviously Aguero's I've said it already. Like Aguero's finished. And that's nothing to do with him. He's just thirty four years old and he he really was injury prone. And now as he gets older, he gets even more injury prone. So Aguero, in my opinion, is done at the top level of yeah. football. Gabriel Jesus is someone I've said is underrated yeah. as a player for what he offers. I think he's the best backup striker in the world. But as a as a main yeah, as a main like starting striker, I don't think he's there. Maybe for a side like Man City, I don't think so. Maybe slap him at Aston Villa or Everton, then you can get a good starting role out of him. And there's no issue that like, there's many players like that have been like you know Jermaine Defoe, for example. Like there's players who just make a career of just being an elite player at a mid-table side. And I feel like that's something Gabriel Jesus can definitely do. But I just, I look at this Man City side, I've said it many yeah. times, like, I just don't see that quality there like anymore. Like, genuinely, you look across the field and I'm like, you paid big money for Rodri. I just, I don't see the hype. He's, he, he doesn't eat. Rodri cannot chat to a, a Nigel De Jong of the years, a Fernandinho in his prime years in that DM position. He can't chat yeah. to him. Gondawan, Gondawan put in yeah, an all right performance on the, over the weekend, but it's like, he's past his best years. Like, he's not the Dortmund Gondawan. I look at the defence and I'm like, hmm. even Laporte, like, you've not looked the same since you've come back from your injury. Maybe that injury's having that everlasting effect. Ruben Diaz, I'm yet to be properly won over by him because I'm seeing him, what, because he, he was the one um, who should have been marking Antonio for that bicycle, like, bicycle S goal against West Ham. I say, yeah. right yeah, now, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, only right. Cancelo who's picking up some form to his name. I just, I don't see the quality in Man City. So I look at, yeah, that guy's right back, everywhere. left back, filling in at centre back a couple of times, like wing up. And then I look at the Liverpool side, mm -hmm. and I will, I will say about Liverpool, it's been unlucky. And you could put this down to the schedule packing and everything. But this is a Liverpool side which never, ever. This was one of my main questions about Liverpool over the years. I'm thinking, how does this side manage to stay injury free for the whole season? You've got Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, and Roberto Firmino, Van Dyke just never getting injuries. And then just this season, they're getting slapped with injuries yeah. left, right, and centre. Obviously, Van Dyke gone, Alexander Arnold, like Thiago, Bear guys are just gone now. So, bro, it's just crazy. Yeah. The quality is just not there. Yeah, it's it, it's not. That's it. It's not even like a deep like we're not preying on these guys' injuries, but it's just a bit of a realistic thing. Like it cannot last Literally. forever. Like them just staying at that standard. But so literally, this title is genuine. If it's not Man City, not Liverpool, it's like boom. Are we seeing a Leicester again? But I don't even know because, as I said on my on my Twitter, like this this first place spot is just getting passed around like one Jane. I'm seeing what Southampton at top, 
Everton were top one week. <laughs> Literally <laughs> pass over to your virgin like crazy. But um yeah, yeah no, we'll move on to the Everton Manchester United game because I think that was probably the next biggest game of the weekend. Because obviously if United yeah. lost that one, a lot more pressure on Ole's name. If Everton won it, then it's a nice way to regain that bit of form. But um where do we see? I guess we have to start with Ole really. I mean this guy's managed to get out of jail again. He's still a bum. Smiling Bro. before the game. Because he just knows he knows he's jammy. That guy, I... He's so jammy. I don't know he how has he to somewhat it. respect the jamminess, fam. <laughs> so how does you can he pull it out, do that, man? As I said, this guy's the Teflon done. It's mad. When you think he's done, when you think he's yeah, dusted, he literally. will just come out of nowhere and just find a way to just get himself out of jail. Do you know the issue though, Jay? Yeah. The players are good. They're good players. So they're gonna win they're gonna win games. And if they score early on, oh they didn't really score early on. But if they get a few goals, if they got that Bruno Magic. Well, the, Rashford. I mean Rashford, we want to talk about Martial, Martial this season, to be honest. Rashford. Yeah, Martial is I mean a, I, I was back in the last season, but if this season, boy, I don't know. No, this season he's having a timeout still. <laughs> But yeah, that's that level of quality is gonna get you. Yeah, that's games. the thing. It's not sustainable. But when it need, when you need to tactically beat a team, because football's not, it's not fucking sorry for my language. It's not five aside. You're not turning up on every week, and just quality beats over. You need to. There's teams that are gonna go out and stifle Bruno Fernandez. They're gonna mark Marcus Rashford. They're gonna. And that's that's exactly why I don't yeah. rate Ole. It's the Ole basics of football. Relies on brilliance of magic he doesn't rely on a system he doesn't rely on tactics he does he literally vibes. strict vibes no way of playing it's strictly <laughs> vibes i'm gonna go out there have a great time enjoy myself knowing that i'm lucky to be manager but if if ole gets sacked he ain't going to another he ain't going to another premier league side newcastle won't take him uh Burnley Never. won't take him but I'm, I'm taking sean Dyche over ole bro because I know these managers yeah. all have a system Hundreds. and a style of playing. Sutton, they have a, a plan. Oli does not have a plan. He relies on yeah. individual brilliance and it bang, it builds him out every single time. That's what happens. We're going to now look at Oli as, oh, is Oli actually the guy? No, he's not. He just gets bailed out by this brilliant piece of magic and stuff like that. He's 100% not sustainable because it's, I mean, it gets proven every little period that it's not sustainable because he will get bailed out through a Bruno Magic, a Rashford Magic, a Marcel Magic. We then, people then change their opinions on Ole. Then he goes from a bad run of form. Then he gets bailed out again. And it's the same cycle. It's just, it's not sustainable. You can't rely on that every week because it's impossible to put in a bad performance and then just rely on the moment. It's, that's, it's magic for a reason. It's not meant to just happen every minute, like, do you know what a guy like that can never have them documentaries I know the documentaries are a bit like narratives are you talking about the Amazon the public better but mm. honestly yeah I cannot imagine you know what that would, I, I would pay for that I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes down in the dressing room because I need to know what this guy's doing in the change room I mean to be honest I don't even know because I was going to say I don't I need to I need to know what this guy's doing behind the scenes which is probably one over the Man United mm. board. But then I just remembered that the Man United board are not a really serious bunch of people. So 
you know, <laughs> they, it just hit me. But <laughs> yeah, they they don't need to be one. You need to yeah, like I play for them. I, I I will happily give Oli credit when it's due, but I'm just not being fooled. I feel like this is the thing. People are now gonna get fooled again, and he's gonna do it again. So yeah, they beat Everton. Yeah, but shame on them. I can't lie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like, have you not had enough heartbreak in your life to then go through that whole process again? <laughs> but so yeah, they beat Everton. But I'm not really trying to give Ole much credit for that. To be honest, but um, we'll chat on Bruno because I've I've got some unpopular takes on Bruno. But I would like to get your takes on Bruno first, just as a player. What are your opinions on? Mm. Do you know what? I'm a bit of a. I'm an evidence-based guy. If you're performing one week, I'll give you your flowers. I'm saying you're, you, I'll give you the credit you deserve. And with Fernandez, I always know that this guy, he's obviously mm. a quality player or a good player. But his the reason why he seems amazing is because that team was down mm. in the dumps. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They just needed a spot. They needed a spark. And he is that player, obviously... His his character fits the role type of thing. Like it just all seemed to be a perfect, perfect fit. But the problem with that is then it starts to become okay, Bruno. You did last week. Do it this yeah. week. And then it starts to become a thing of like, cool. What are you wanting me to score every, do every single thing on this pitch? Da da da. And it gets to a point where this guy cannot. He's not. Maybe no fault of his own, but maybe whatever you want to say. It gets, it's starting to, I think it's starting to get to his uh, head a little bit. Because you know what, that thing, that thing of him taking oh, shots. Oh, it's infuriating. But you know as what? I said, I will, I'll, let, I'll let you take Bruh. it away then. When I... No, yeah, before, before, I'm, before yeah, I just, let me just finish. The thing of, um, when Vengu used to tell, I think Vengu used to tell players don't shoot. Yeah, Pep Guardiola used to that. that all the but when you he, got, I think he used to hate it from me. He would actually substitute a player if they... Like, took a pointless shot yeah. from outside the box. If those two had Bruno Fernandes... Do you know what's so team, funny? He would Bruno not, was he actually linked with Man City the summer before. Bro, I, don't, I really don't feel like Pep done his yeah, research probably, on because I feel like he would genuinely hate a player like... Yeah. Jarring. And that even, do you know what? That even goes down to seriousness of manager. Do you think any, any other serious manager is going to let you waste chances just, sh- just shooting. Literally. So yeah, I think I'm, I'm. I have to be realistic. He is a good player, and the impact that he's had on Man United is evident to see. But all this, all this, he's better than this, better than that. Yeah, it's a bit. I hard, mean, my take on say. Bruno is I do feel like he's a false image and. It, it, it can yeah. sound disrespectful when I say that, but I will give him his credit where it's due. Like he has a, an amazing record. I believe it's thirty goals, or goal involvements in um, thirty-three games or something like that. Albeit a lot of them have been penalties, mm. but you know what? When you got a record like that, I will just give your credit where it's due, anyways. But I've seen him so many times this season get away with so many stinkers. Because he will have a goal, That's it. he will somehow find his way in that score sheet, and it will paper over his poor performance. As I said, with um, I mean, he, he epitomizes um, Ole in a player form 
these type of stuff are not sustainable. I mean, I, it's very weird how we managed man. to sustain it for so long. But it's not sustainable to keep doing that. Do you know what? It's because he's better than everyone Literally. else in the team. Again, I'll give him credit. He's just a, he's, he's just a better footballer for, than everyone else. Like you That's said, adding that it, buzz, yeah. that feel-good factor when he first came. But, you know, he was like, he was given player of the year in his first season when he joined in January. He was given oh, the captaincy armband. It does feel like he's he's getting to his head a bit and, you know, doing these pointless... I watched him and it's just against Everton specifically. I'm thinking, you're just out here being a little prick, giving away these cheap fouls. It's not even, you're being a very dirty player. It's not even cheap fouls where it's tactical. You're being a dirty player. He was getting wound it's just, up. It's all getting to your head, bro. Like, just, he was like... Just, literally, was embarrassing because he got his two goals and an assist, no one's going to talk about it. And it's just like, I, I don't know how long we can let this run. Obviously, eventually, it's definitely going to dry out. And when it dries out, United fans will definitely turn them. I, I, I can really see it. Mark this podcast down. I'm ready to look back on this. When this goal involvement period dries out, you will turn in him. Because when he's not having goals and when he's not having assists... He's not playmaking. Like people talk about him. Uh, I've seen, I've seen yeah, so many guys say, "Oh, come outside, Jack Grealish. Come outside, Kevin De Bruyne. All that." Bull- uh, relax, bro. This guy Too does not much. playmake. I've never seen him playmake once. He's just there to get goals and get involved in stuff like that. If he's mm-hmm. not um, not playmaking, then he's given. He's being a dirty player. Like I, I don't know. I just, I really do feel like Bruno's a false image, and I'm just not. Right, I'm not really falling for it. So, um, yeah, that's it, really. I know, I know that one's definitely gonna ruffle a few feathers, but we move because Bruno people yeah. rate him a lot highly right now, and I, I, I can understand it if you're looking mm. at it from a paper point of view. But from when I've seen him, I'm just, I'm not sold. That's the thing. That's well, I completely agree. I know my take wasn't very as articulate but yeah. I have to agree with you it's a bit it's a bit it's a, it's a Man United player this season type of thing it's I guess you can argue he just epitomises as I said earlier the way football is just going in general yeah. like, results based over performance based yeah like the, the quality of football yeah. in defence was always we've really spoken about that it's gone down dramatically but it, it genuinely feels like the quality of football going forward has gone down as well. Everything's just robotic and results. And it's just, I, I, as I said, I'm just, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. Give me back the days of Juan watch. Roman Raquel, me. Give me back the days of Guti Hernandez, <laughs> Pablo Aymar, Mezu Ozil. Real playmakers, bro. Real number 10s. Number bro, 10s. That's, I'm, bro, I, I'm not here for it. But, um, one thing I do want to shed light on is Maguire putting a very good performance. I, I got as far to say it's probably his best performance since his debut against Chelsea, and um, no one shed light on it. No one shed light on it. I hear that. Who was he playing? Was he playing with Linda? Though? Yes. Yeah. No. Was he Tanzibi? Tanzibi. Let me just check now. I'm not too sure, but. Yeah, anyways, fair enough. Personally, <laughs> I didn't really pick up on it. I think I think they definitely knew that the threat for Everton was balls in the book. So just 
Oh, no. Cover Lewin. Keep yeah. the ball in the. F- yeah. We've, we've, when they were defending Calvin Lewin, is a keep the ball on the floor type of thing for him. The, even the first goal. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I seen the lie. first goal. I put that blame onto the hell. I don't know what. A, if, if I remember the goal right, did he not just. Wait, let me, I can't remember how the goal actually went in. I, I, it was Bernard. It was a, it was a, yeah, it was goal a goal kick, kick yeah. but then he kind like, of. How, no, but then he they the the United defender kind of like flicked it on for Bernard. I don't think it was I strong like enough. It was, in a, it was quite a weak shot as well. Considering his colour. So. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, that was a 100%. very cheap goal for them to go see. And I thought like Everton are going to do their thing. I thought it was. I thought it was. Yeah. But then after that, like he, I say he kept that Everton defence very, very quiet. You know. Balls were coming in, and it just felt like every time I see Maguire win it, like Maguire, he was winning everything. Yeah. He was putting in good tackles, good blocks. I just felt like he put in a very um, yeah. solid performance, and you know, I'm, I'm the last guy to really be backing Maguire really because I've criticised him when he's performed very poor this season. Like as I said, he embarrassed me. I put him in my team of the season last season, only for him to put in back to back to back shit shows this season. So I, I'm the last guy who really should be backing him, but I'll give him his credit where it was due. Putting a very solid yeah. performance, and if he can maintain that, then you might see. You know, we could be going on to something good between him and Man United, but it can't just be a one-off good performance and then you go back to your usual self. But yeah, no, I just wanted to shed some light on my guy yeah. really because I just I, I didn't see anyone. I saw a couple people shed like, some light on it, but it's like. You can like say when a player's had a good performance. Like you can say a player's had a good performance, but still yeah, not rate them as a player, not... for example. But um, yeah, I mean, um, we've got about yes, yeah, one hour ten minutes so far. I'm gonna try to stay on for about 20, 24, 25 more minutes. But we will need to touch on a bit about Everton because what's that? It's three losses in a row, I believe. Four? I can't. Yeah. It's sad to be honest. I I wanted them to do bits, man. It's a head scratcher because you're How's just trying to that thing of that thing of I think the commentator mentioned that they hadn't he said it wrong. He said they haven't won a game without Richarlison, obviously but I think considering like I think the stat I saw was that time. it's just the first time Ancelotti's lost four games in a row since two thousand six. Yeah, there was that too. Yeah, I think that was one answer. I think this. I was going to say this has been a tough one of games for them. Then they weren't they losing to Southampton. Oh, well, they lost to Southampton. They've just they've just gone on a, a little spiral. And it's, oh, I don't know to be honest because like I was picking them up. What was the result against Newcastle? Did they lose? They lost yeah, to Newcastle because I think I had their guys in my. No, I swear they won. No, they lost a member and then Cavalier and scored in the last minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why... That's like, why to I get a consolation. I was thinking of my uh, fantasy league, Premier League, but then that's why it looked good because yeah. I had Calvert-Lewin. But... Yeah. Bear guys voted for him to be the king <laughs> of the match. <laughs> so he'd get burned. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Obviously, I'm new to a whole um, fantasy Premier that's League thing. Big. Fan. I'm learning the job as well. My friend, my mate, that is smart. It. I was thinking, why is this 
probably got so many because literally nobody had no one no one would so have the king of the match, players in their team the king, king of the Wilson match isn't like the equivalent of a man of the match it's a fan voted thing that's what I thought it was that I thought it was that because it's a whole the whole Budweiser sponsor thing whatever also oh, it's nah, tactical it's, yeah you just vote alright I've never I've never seen where to vote but I just know that I know it's a that's, that's very interesting thing. But yeah, no, like it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense because I was I was bigging them up so much, you know. Um, Calvert Lewin was doing bits, you know. Um, James Rodriguez was pulling the strings. It looked like Ancelotti's system was working perfectly, and it's just like it's just falling apart. I wanted Everton to do bits. I wanted to see them possibly even with, win a league title because, as I said, they've got a bit of history behind them. There, yeah. what do you call a sleeping giant? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. It looks like... But do you know what? Do you know what, Jay? You're allowed to have in this league. It seems like you're yeah, allowed to have. That's a why I doesn't want to overlook it because they're still seven. Over um, look into it because it's like this season. As we said earlier, like nothing makes sense. I feel like every single side, whether you're top side, little side, has had a very poor result at one point this season. Yeah, and that's never yeah, been yeah. able to be said in previous seasons. Like even like you look, is it nothing? Nothing yeah, exactly, makes sense right about no, But you know, I, I I don't really know why Everton have really dried up. There, there's no explanation for it. But obviously, I'm hoping they get back on some form because I'm here for these sides who actually play good football and win the correct way, unlike certain sides. Yeah, but um, yeah. Yeah, we move on to the we move on to the Chelsea yeah. Sheffield United game, and um, it was a, it was a usual. I mean, obviously, it started off with that McGoldrick goal. You know, when he's when he's against Chelsea, my man turns into prime Thierry Henry. You know, <laughs> do you know it's so jokes? I don't know if I said it on here, but I did not realize that guy was a striker. Like his, job I swear, he used to, to be goals. a centre mid at one point. See, that's what. I'm, do you know what? Maybe no, he that's was definitely a centre mid at one point, but Let me I think. Check. He's just been converted into a striker. But yeah, bro, God does not score goals, <laughs> and he, but he does score against in Chelsea, Arsenal as well. But yeah, I thought ugh, this Chelsea team. I don't want to say too much again because, again, it's all it's all. You don't know what to believe nowadays. Yeah. What I say about Chelsea is they've done very well, and I'm I'm happy to give them like defensively they've been extremely solid. Big up Thiago Silva, big up um, Kurt Zuma, big up Edouard Mendy. What the one criticism I was saying? It's not even a criticism; it's a thing where it's a precaution. More like they've played what Burnley, Sheffield United, and some unknown team in the Champions League who can probably get away with being a Europa League team. That's the only thing I'd say. I, I, I want to see them, and they they play the poor Man United side as well. Like, there's, you know, and it yeah, didn't get a and it's a way to United as well. Like, I don't know. I I'm being a bit precautious right now with Chelsea. I'll happily give them the credit for what they're doing right now because what they're doing right now is great. You know, we'll talk on Ziyech uh, very soon, but I'm just being a bit precautious. Just wait to see maybe if you can play a Tottenham player. I don't know, Arsenal, someone, and then let's see how you do then. If you do, do your thing then, then we can really start talking about Chelsea as like a, a side that could... Maybe if it all clicks for them, I don't want to I, I don't want to say it, I don't want to utter the worst, but 
maybe we could put on a title charge. If it like, if it clicks for them. And that, that, like, well, that's what I'm saying. It, it specifically relies on that clicking for them after they've played these big sites. As they've gone very well throughout these little sites. Let's see how you do against uh, United, mm. Arsenal, Tottenham. If you can win through them, a part of me kind of doesn't see why not. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, no, no. Yeah. If, if they can get, if they can continue this result consistently, there like, there's no Man City cause... or Liverpool there to say, oh, even if you do go on that good run of form, like you, they, you're not getting past those two. But then that logic yeah, can apply right to anyone. Right momentum, now, it's anyone's. As I said, um, I don't know. Let me check the table again. I believe we're literally four points off of top four. For a side that have lost four games this, I'm talking about Arsenal, by the way. Yeah. For a side that have lost four games this season, yeah, yeah. we are four points off of top four, which just really further emphasizes. Yep, yeah. Southampton sixteen points, Arsenal on twelve. So we've lost four games this season. Yeah, and I'm seeing calls for Arteta out and stuff like that. And we're literally four points off the top four, which just shows how weird of a season this has been. So I wouldn't put it behind me. I mean, literally, Tottenham are second. Like nothing this season makes sense. But um, yeah, if they could keep up the form, then they could be dark horses, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, no, big I would up say CH, that. I would agree with that. I'm jealous. I can't. Oh, that's the that's the guy. Hundred percent. Yesterday, I literally. I'm gonna send you some screenshots after this. I'm like I thought. I thought to myself, why does why do he was actually t- he was twerking to come to Arsenal? As he well. literally said in so many videos, oh, I'm an Arsenal. If I was to go, if I was go to the Premier League, I'd only join Arsenal and stuff like that. Jeez. You know, let me read this out. I'll send it to you after, but I'll read it out. So, remember when his release clause yeah. was like 30 million signed? I mean, so like, I think it's always been like, that was. like from when he joined but, him from his last years at Ajax. Yeah, I think he signed a contract that summer. That's why Chelsea obviously paid a bit more. But anyway, so guys were like looking around for him. He was he was available. I think that season he Probably did well in the Champions League. But 18, 19, for some reason, when nobody has made the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. This is now I'm deep. Now I'm actually deep in it. This is short sure. window stuff. We're getting guys like Pepe. Anyway, no comment. So, basically, short, like, even apparently Sevilla... Yeah, I remember that. ...were the most... ...were the closest team to getting him. And, obviously, he, he didn't rate them. But, guys, teams like Arsenal... Um, I don't know if Chelsea actually said the that che- the, time, the Chelsea interest came out of nowhere. They just... Yeah, I think that one was a thing of, like... Yeah, no one's going for this So, guy. let's just do it. So Arsenal, Arsenal and these big teams had the nerve. Is what they were saying. They're saying he's raised doubts about Ziyech's tendency to take bad shots from distance. Um, but he has a higher success rate of that. The literally, the the wayward passes that went hand in hand with his assist divided opinion. So oh, I'm I thinking, think I know what you're talking about. He's the teeth of video. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I had to, I had to rewatch it just because yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think I was going mad. 
They're trying to say that he has spiky personality traits. Do you know what? We might need to... That his physique... We might need to open a dialogue came into about that because they said that about Aubameyang as well. It's like... Why is it... Why does um having a flashy lifestyle like correlate to having a bad attitude? I'm confused, but we'll, as I said, we'll open that dialogue when we need to. Even guys were getting... Guys were getting... I, couldn't, I, I already knew they was getting... Today. I knew that. I could sense that was going... Not that I agree with it by any means. Yeah, not that I agree but with it. But I thought um, he did it on purpose. It by any means, but it's like, I could have really sense Arsenal just got slapped 3-0 you're posting up in Dior or your watch. It's, it's definitely going to infuriate some people. But yeah, carry on. Yeah. So yeah, divisive personality. His physique lend, led some to question whether he, he has required physicality. What does that even mean? What does that mean, man? This guy's a professional footballer. And there were fears that the Eredivisie production trans- doesn't translate to a high level. This guy was doing on the Not Champions even League. Eredivisie. I don't want to hear about... He came, uh, from, it's the Dutch I mean, he didn't come from Ajax, but he was kind of... He wasn't brought up really, but Ajax made him into this type of player he is now. Yeah, when you're coming from the so Ajax factory, for some... there should be no doubts on your name. Never. So a guy's not rating De Jong and De Ligt, all these guys. Their team got raided. I is literally the last team you should be doubting. It's mad. And when I read that, when I heard that, I just thought, Arsenal don't deserve anything good in life. Or them, those type of people. And then what, them man shifted us, Williams. It's very, very, very crazy out here. It's offensive, I'll be real. It's rude and I. Like, you can't do, you can't do that to me. Oh, yeah, no, um, we'll, we'll talk on Sheffield though yeah no but we'll close off the ZH yeah just pick up ZH each and every time like I'm not even surprised he's doing what he's doing he's the X Factor for Chelsea he's literally he's magic the guy's yeah, a wizard a like, wand not much more I could say on him like honestly it's a thing where you expected this if you didn't expect this if this has caught you by surprise mm. exactly where have you been lived on the like, come on bro but um, we'll move on to Sheffield. So obviously they got pumped four one in that very game. Uh, zero wins to the name, one draw, and seven losses. Is it time for who's their manager again? I forgot his name. Yes, Chris Wilder. Do you know what? Honestly, they I didn't think that they were bottom rock bottom. This, this is what they thought. This is what people thought they were doing. It's just that like they've been sussed out, isn't it? Their, their system was so unique mm. and so never really seen before that it was easy for size to focus on it and come up with a way for, to stop it. And that's it. He's bombing on centre back saying, yeah. the thing no more. Literally. So it's now. looking very long for Wilder. One thing I always about Wilder, I've never seen him have a backup plan. He's always stayed true to that. And obviously, it worked last season. So. Yeah. Cool, but it's like now stuff is not working. Like, are you looking to switch it up or what? Because if you continue like this, you are definitely getting relegated 100%. But I'm here for it, to be honest. I'm, I, I don't really like people like that. And yeah, they offered something yeah, a bit different last year, but now get these Brexit FC sides out of my, out of my league, bro. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, no, we'll close off this podcast with some closing topics. Look, man. Look, man, look, man, look, man, look, man, look, man, look, man, look, man. What are you doing, bro? I was rooting for this guy. Do his thing at Fulham and, you know, probably assert himself as one of those underrated guys. You know, he's been at Everton. I mean, yes, he came up. Obviously, he's from South, South London, you know, Peckham. So, guys, guys being known about him. Then, obviously, mm. he went to Charlton, got his move to Everton. Mm. I remember he done his thing in the game against Man City where Everton won 4-0. I remember him him and Davis doing bits in that game. Then, um, obviously, he didn't really yeah. work. Yeah. It's got a bang didn't work last week. Him. Was it last week? Or yeah, no, I think it was last week. Mm. No, I think it was the week before because I think last week... Mitrovic got the double penalties, but yeah, it didn't really work yeah, out at Everton. Yeah, 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 didn't right. really work out RB Leipzig, so this should have been a revival season for him. Then, as you said, he got that banger, looked good. 98th, bro, and then this is what annoyed me the most. 90 minutes played, boom, four minutes were added on. Somehow, some way, we found ourselves yeah. in the 98th minute. So, this is quite literally the last pick of the game. There's no two ways about it. And you want a Penenko. Yeah. For a side like Fulham, who need as much points as they can get, a draw. Bro, it's a thing where Fulham, they're going to be in a position where Aston Villa... Who was it? Who got relegated last season? Aston Villa pipped one side last season because of, of a VAR decision. Do you remember it? The goal. I think that goal was actually... I don't know. It wasn't Norwich. It was Villa-Sheffield. It was a Villa-Sheffield game. Villa pipped one side by one point. Bournemouth, Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Because I think it's Bournemouth who were the ones who were, like, making complaints. Yeah. And, yeah. So, it's so like... If I take it to court. Fulham could look back on this season <laughs> and think to themselves... That one point that you host us has now got us relegated. Bournemouth are looking at that one point against um, Aston Villa, thinking, hmm, if that goal did not count, like it shouldn't have, because it was evidently should not have counted, Aston Villa would have been relegated and Bournemouth would have stayed up. Yeah. It's, it's fine, fine, literally, yeah. fine, Same fine t- 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 in this game. So when you're doing that foolery, as, as I said, if I was on that team, you have to spark him. Fists have to get thrown. Like, there's no time for sympathy because. Oh, the chip would not Fam, even. That's the thing. If you're going to be ballsy around. like that, have the balls to actually pull it off correctly. That's what. That's all I ask for. Like, he looked shook. He looked, he looked shook. He didn't. He looked like he didn't want to. And it's like, no one's forcing you to do a penenka, bro. Just smash that. That's it. That's it. It looks like he got forced to do it. <laughs> no one's actually forced. And he didn't want to do it. It's not by force. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know it's it's high risk. No, it was. I, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. Do you know what's so funny? I didn't watch that it. game. It was so so bad. It was, brother. I was so bored. I watched. I didn't. I didn't even watch it actually. I remember I was so bored. But I literally purposely chose not to watch it. I was watching the 
Wolves reacting to the ultimate team. I was laughing out at some point. So my my friend calls me. I'm like, cool. I'm like, cool. You must be watching this game. I'm thinking, what could possibly be happening? 90th minute. My stream's all lagging. Yeah, they got a penalty in the last minute. You won't believe it. Da 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 da. So now he's he's reacting, and I'm, he's like, okay. I mm. I thought he'd miss. I thought he'd hit the crossbar, but I thought Mitrovic was taken. These times Mitrovic got taken off. The, the, I don't know what reason. When I saw the chip, shambolic. Because I saw the, I saw like some some back angle of it. So this ball was not crossing the line anyway. Yeah, yeah. The ball would have to trickle over the line. <laughs> <laughs> Fabianski as well. Fabianski. And you want to do it against him? So you know this guy's history. Taking the. Taking the piss, taking the piss. Do you know what, Jay? This guy's not. He's not some. Not, not. No offense. He's not some foreigner who doesn't. Who's here for himself. He's not some like some Spanish don who's just. He's on loan and he's just made. This is a. And this, this is, is a guy. as I said, this is the season you're trying to redeem yourself. I can't you explain can't be that. Taking I can't explain risks. That. Like again, if this you is your comeback back, season, like if, bro. If, if, if a when you go to now, Fulham, obviously uh, he would get corn. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. But you if someone of the Bruyne's level do done that, Never. like he would get corn for it, definitely. Yeah, but yeah. it's like some people would just brush it under the carpet because he's he's done his thing. He's he's at that level. You're in the season where you're trying to redeem. You're trying to win people over. I get it. High risk, high reward. If if he pulled that off, then it would have been amazing. No, the what's the reward? Yeah, I mean, yeah. What no, is no, the no, actual reward? Is the reward? Honestly, an equaliser. Yeah, now pay Nenko to fuck, get a one-one draw. What is that? No, I'm actually leaving it. <laughs> no, he did crazy, yeah, he did. bro. I've got no words for that. Like, nobody mm. would have rated him. And do you know, it would have been a thing of like, like what you I'll be real, like, that you're lucky you have to stop. You'd have to find him. Got <laughs> he would have, you'd have to find him and then he would have to repay. What, what, what's that pay per view? Yeah, you need to find a way to pay back those Fulham fans, you know. <laughs> that... <laughs> oh, oh, guys paid £15 pounds oh, for that. You're, you're taking the piss. You're actually taking the piss. You're taking the piss. You're, taking, yeah, the mic. you're taking the mick. But yeah, no. Like, oh yeah. my god. Shambolic. But um, we'll move on to nah. uh, Eze. Just want to shed a bit of light on him. Yeah. You're going from your yeah, local okay. side to my local oh, side. Yeah. Don't worry, bro. We're looking after him. I mean, to be honest, Roy, Roy's kind of been um, stifling him a bit. Playing him out wide. Now he's played him a bit more central. Mm. Give him that free roll. Yes. Coming that free to go. Bro, he's, he's an amazing player. Yeah, player. I love that. He's top, an amazing top, top, player. top, top, top bends. I'll be fair, still. Do you know what? Even that game, I didn't think yeah. Palace would deal with Leeds. That surprising, like obviously they got shed. You know they got shed with that. Um, talk too much about it because you know the offside the thing. Like the, it's just dumb. It's it's retarded. How can you be offside? Yeah. What has his hand got to do with his? If it was his legs, body, cool. No, but this is for this one specifically. Yeah. If anything, he's given the goalkeeper an advantage. Literally, like everyone knows he's the ball is going that way. Where's the ad- he's man, pointing to where the ball is going to go. This is where the game is really gone because it's like that is a general natural movement. So yeah. what, to, 
Ah, oh, what? So, man, them now have to run with their arms yeah. behind their backs now, just so. That's what it's, it, and this is back to my telepathic. Point, it's all robotic. <laughs> it's, I just hate the way football's going now. Mm. I hate it. But yeah, now big up Ezzy. Yeah. And big up Crystal Palace. And, you know, uh, yeah. big up Fofana as well. Looking immense at the back. That's one cent Eddie in the fourth yes. defender getting his run. Hopefully we can see it. You know, hopefully we can see our one. Teenager. I don't that's the thing. That's the thing. It's not a thing of like oh Fofana was some way more experienced brother, way like some twenty five year old um, guy. Fofana this guy's was always same being age. underrated because um at, at St. Etienne, oh, yeah. oh and rightly yeah. so, the talk was always about Saliba. But this guy was near enough just as good as Saliba during that yeah. period. Yeah, I think yeah. Saliba was a bit more name brand. Coming from Bondi, Mbappe. Because he was obviously from France and all that. Yeah. Not, not yeah. taking anything away from him. He but... was the less fashionable out of the two. But you can see quality-wise, there wasn't much between 100%. the two. And he's, he's balling out for Leicester right now. Like, Definitely. I saw him against... Um, Wolves on the weekend. Definitely. I'm thinking this guy's just winning everything, and he's not putting a single foot wrong. He's got a shout for mm. Farner each and every time. It's interesting that it's another product of the the Farmers League and League. Mm. Makes you think. Makes you think. Yeah. What we see, Thiago Silva, Gabriel. Makes you think. I'm not gonna... Why can't why do I, why can't I just master these guys? Um, yeah. Megalash. Did you right? All right. We're seeing yeah. Thiago Silva, Gabriel Magalhães. We're seeing Kurt Zuma. We're seeing Edward Mendy. All coming and what? Fofana now. All coming from the league. Un mm, makes you think. It really does make you think. Yeah, makes you think. Uh, lastly, we have to touch on Harry Kane. Yeah. Best strike in the league right now. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Inevitable. I, I really want to give. Mm. I remember I turned on watching that game and the ball just floated across. Kane was there, so goal type of thing. It's not it's not a Yeah, it was a very neat goal. It's not if it's a, it was, it's it was a, a header it's in a definite. Like one of those. Yeah, definite, very yeah. Like smart goal. Mm. But I have to give shout out to Jose because this yeah. is the best Kane I've ever seen. This is better than the Golden Boot season in yeah. sixteen seventeen. It's better than his breakout season. In um, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. This is, it's better than his mm-hmm. 17, eight, his 2018 game. Yeah. And he got like 57 goals in the Canada year. This is the best game I've ever seen. Most complete. Yeah. Unreal, like, levels. Yeah, 100. He took that thing of, like, cool, hurricane. You have to be, you have to be the name brand now. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're getting goals. You're the best player at Tottenham. Yeah. You need to be the best player in the league now. If, yeah, yeah. So. Between him and Jack Grealish, for my shout, as he's the best Englishman in the league right now, I'd probably give it to Kane because he's literally pulling this Tottenham side right now. Because I think what, what I would say about Tottenham is in recent time, they haven't actually played that well. That after that. Do you know what? He's yeah, making yeah. them look After a lot United less average. When they just absolutely blitzed United, they haven't really been that same top. Mm. And it's always Harry Kane 
not to, to, not to say but, away from him, but that kind of further yeah. emphasizes what he's doing right now. But yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. got Harry Kane. I mean, we've left him till last. It kind of feels like we're, we're probably going to get some people saying, oh, you have to talk to the guy till last. Biased. Just, just know, just know, I'm not enjoying saying that he is <laughs> what you described him as in the league, but nah, he's doing his thing, definitely. Yeah, no, this is another great episode of the One Two Podcast. We'll leave links in the description. If you, I mean, if you're not, if you somehow come across my podcast, but you're not following me on Instagram, I'll find that very, very surprising. But in case that is the case. Links yeah. in the description to my Instagram profile. Obviously, links in the description to Golazo's Instagram profile. What are you back on YouTube now? Yup. Uh, yeah, I've seen a couple yeah, of videos. Yeah, starting that up again. Hopefully, Instagram can appreciate it. Hopefully, Instagram can sort its shit out. Yeah, I mean, you should just stay consistent on the YouTube well, thing. Because obviously, if you blow on YouTube, you know, nice, yeah, little, nice little change. All of that yeah. jazz. Literally. But yeah, that's cool, man. Link in the description to all of that. And um, we'll catch yeah. you guys next week. It's been another episode of the 1T Podcast. Keep a lot of people in a bit. I love Chris Rich.